Um, good morning, everybody. I want to thank you all for coming out to hear the word this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning, but instead you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. Um, you know, I often stress how important it is to study the word of God and to read the word of God and to know the word of God. All right, because... When you know, when you read the word of God, when you study the word of God, the more knowledge of the truth that you get, because we live in a world that is full of lies, full of rumors. Okay. Um, whatever you want to call it. All right. That's the world that we live in, unfortunately, and it's very sad. However, okay, what few people know, and for those few people, we should count on a blessing that we do know this, is that all the answers that are true is in the word of God. Everything in the word of God is true, okay? Everything is true. Okay. So whenever we want the answers to something. And we're not sure what that answer is. We can always go to the Bible and rest assured that the answer in that Bible is true. Okay. And it's important that we know the word because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more we the more we are in the word, the more we read the word, the more we study the word, the more we dwell on the word, focus on the word. All right. The stronger our faith becomes. OK. And the more steadfast we grow in Christ Jesus, the more we want to get to know him. All right. And I just I, I can't say that enough how important it is to read the word. OK, because when you know the word of God, you have such an advantage over other people. All right. In so many ways. All right. And you have such an advantage over the devil when you know the word. OK, when Jesus um, was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights by himself fasting, OK, the devil came to Jesus. All right. After Jesus had been, he didn't come to Jesus in the beginning of his fasting or in the middle of his fasting. He came to Jesus when Jesus was drained physically. OK. When Jesus was hungry, he was thirsty. All right. And to anyone else, even the strongest person. All right. They would have cracked under pressure. All right. And how the devil was talking to Jesus. OK. But even when the devil was trying to trick Jesus and trying to tempt Jesus and coming at Jesus with these temptations, Jesus countered the devil with scriptures. He countered the devil with the word of God. Each time. 
Okay. So to know the word, we have such an advantage over the devil and we have such an advantage because we know the truth and we know what is truth. All right. And God loves it when his people reads his word. Okay. Because when you read the word of God, that's taking the initiative and that's showing the initiative that you want to get closer to God and you want to know more about God and you want to know more about him. And God loves that because God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to have a relationship with him. Okay. Because God already knows you. All right. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. Okay. He knows everything about you. All right. He created you. Okay. He knows your life. But God wants you to know him. Okay. God wants you to get to know him. And God wants to have that relationship with you. And in reading the word, that's showing that you want to get close to God. And that really touches God. Okay. God, that does not go unnoticed. That does not go unnoticed by God. And God really likes that. He really loves that. All right. When someone um, shows the initiative to want to get closer to him and to want to know more about him. And God will show that person favor. OK. You know, and as much as I love. um doing this podcast as much as I love bringing the word as much as I love uh, speaking the word and 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 um and doing this okay as much as I enjoy it and it would benefit me even if no one else listened I would still do it because it's beneficial to me okay it's still important that you read the word okay yes I want you to trust me okay of course all right Still, one of the problems that a lot of Christ that a lot of Christians have is that they just take the word of they just take the word of the teacher or they just listen to the teacher or the preacher or the pastor or whoever is bringing the word. And then they say, oh, well, he's a pastor, you know, so he must not be lying. He must not be wrong. And they just go with that. And so many people are led astray because of that. So, yes, okay, I want you to listen to me. I want you to trust me, okay? But understand, I am human, all right? And I might accidentally, every once in a blue moon, say the wrong thing, okay? And if you're not studying the word, for yourself, then you know what? That can that can be harmful for both of us because now, you know, I said the wrong thing and when you could have corrected me, you didn't because you don't know the word and now you're just taking in what I said. Okay, that was that I accidentally said when I accidentally said the wrong thing. Okay, and I didn't even notice that I said the wrong thing and you could have corrected me but you didn't. So now I just said the wrong thing. OK. So I want to put that out there and how important it is to study the word. OK, but that's not what I want to talk to you about.
I want to talk to you about something different. But before I get into it, I just want to continue to um, say this. Um, October 25th is the annual fall week of prayer. And what that is, that's when everybody all around the world gets together and prays to the Lord. Okay. You just pray and you pray and you pray for a week straight. Okay. Um, whether you are a Christian or not. Okay. Um, I understand most, most of the people who will be praying are Christians. Okay. Um, and what this is, you know, even though prayer should be a part of your everyday life and it should be a habit in your life. Okay, the whole point in having just this one week for prayer is that everyone gets on the same page at once all around the world and we all start praying. Okay, and we all start praying at once. Okay, and you know, it doesn't matter whether you are, you know, in private, in public, whether you're um, praying with other people around you. Or whether you're um, by yourself, it doesn't matter if you're praying in the grocery store or in your closet. If you're praying aloud or if you're praying in your head, it doesn't matter if you're praying for something on a small scale or on a huge scale. It doesn't matter. You know, just whatever problems you have, whatever um, requests you have, whatever issues you have, take it to the Lord in prayer. All right. And this isn't just a one day thing. All right. And this isn't just a one time thing. All right. This is for a whole entire week. You just pray and you pray and you pray and you pray and you pray. All right. Um, whenever you can. So I'm going to get right into it. Um, I know I, uh, quite a about 10 minutes has passed um, since I started. But I just wanted to say that because it's very important. So what I want to talk to you today is about, the topic is called, Can One Lose Their Salvation in Christ? Can one lose their salvation in Christ? A lot of people, and this is, this is a very debatable topic. It can be a very debatable topic, and it's actually quite a controversial topic, okay? I'm going to let you know right here and right now the answer. Can one lose their salvation in Christ? The answer is no. You cannot lose your salvation in Christ. A lot of people can say, well, how can you not lose your salvation in Christ? What about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And I, I know that there's this thing out there, you know, and I'm. I'm saying this in air quotes right now, where a person can sell their soul, okay, to the devil. I've heard that plenty of times in my life, okay, almost too many times, all right? And it's very annoying every single time I hear that, all right? Um, and, you know... That's very false. One cannot sell their soul to the devil. Well, what do you mean one can't sell their soul to the devil? Yes, you can. What a, lots of people did that before. 
No. I'm going to tell you why, or I'm going to tell you how I know that you can't. Rather, I should say. Okay. See, that term, selling your soul, okay, or whatever you want to call it, there's all kinds of terms for it, um, selling out, selling your soul, whatever, I don't know, okay, that is a nasty trick in the devil's arsenal, that is a nasty tactic, a nasty weapon, and a very effective weapon, obviously, in the devil's arsenal, and he has been using that for a long time on a massive scale, okay, see, and I'm going to elaborate on this, but right now I just want to give you just a basic reason and how I know this, see, the devil, he is a great deceiver, all right, yes, he lies to people, He's the master of all sin, all right? Adultery, um, jealousness, um, hatred, uh, whatever sin there is in the world, all right? Murder, stealing, whatever sin it is, that's, it's of the devil, okay? Still. What the devil is really a master of is deceitfulness, tricking people, okay? That's his specialty, okay? That's, 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 his, that's his thing, okay? So, He's very good in deceiving people into thinking that they can sell their soul, okay, and telling people that, you know, or having people think that, you know, oh, I sold my soul to the devil, whatever, okay, so now that they have this belief, all right, the devil is, it's like the devil is now in their mind. And the devil is constantly pulling at that person and pulling at that person and pulling at that person and just pulling them down and down and down. And that person doesn't even bother to fight the devil. That person even doesn't even bother to combat the devil. All right. Um, because according to this person, this person believes that there is no point. Because he so-called, and again, I'm doing this in air quotes, sold his soul to the devil. So it makes it much easier for the devil. This person goes down without a fight because he believes that there's, because this person believes that there's no point in fighting. All right. Now, people do worship the devil. Okay. That's a totally different thing in itself okay but you cannot sell your soul to the devil and I wanted to just alright and I'm going to elaborate more on that okay you might say well how can you not sell your soul to the devil they do it all the time in the entertainment industry they do it all the time 
Um, a lot of politicians do it. A lot of famous people do it. A lot of um, people in Wall Street do it, whatever. You know, how, how, how can you say that you can't? Well, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you see, before we receive salvation, before we receive salvation, okay, we are of the devil. We are in bondage to sin, all right? And when we are in bondage, we are slaves, okay? We are of the devil. We are slaves to sin. Before we receive salvation, we are of the devil. Before I receive Christ Jesus in my life, I'm going to tell you this. Before I receive Christ Jesus in my life, before I um, accepted his salvation, okay, I always believed that Jesus Christ was the son of God. I always did. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. Okay. I always believed the Bible to be true. My views on the Bible were a little off. You know. I guess it was because I was never really taught. Um, any different. But I always. Told myself. Um, I love God. Um, I always loved Jesus, but I never really knew exactly what you had to do. Okay. Never knew you had to live for the Lord. Okay. I accepted Christ Jesus into my heart when I was like five years old or whatever at the time. I never knew you had to live for Christ Jesus. Okay. And this is before I really accepted Christ Jesus into my life. Okay. When I dedicated my life to the Lord. Okay. See, throughout all of that belief that I had in Christ Jesus and throughout all of that love that I had for God, I was still a slave to sin. I was still in bondage of sin. OK. And before I really dedicated my life to the Lord before I really received salvation in my heart. And I'm not just talking about the salvation that you, you know, say when you're five years old, you know, because mom and dad says that you should. Okay. Before I really received salvation in my life, I was of the devil. Okay. If you don't have Christ in your, in, in your heart, you are of the devil. It doesn't matter whether you live a wicked lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're open and say 
in 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 saying that um oh you worship the devil oh I worship the devil woo, 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 whatever okay or if you're very close about it it doesn't matter if you're a bad person it doesn't matter if you're a good person okay it doesn't matter what type of person you are it doesn't matter if you're a stand up guy or it doesn't matter if you don't have any integrity at all okay if you are not of Christ if you do not have salvation in your heart. You are of the devil. If you do not have if you do not have salvation in your life, if you do not have Christ in your life, then you know what? Your soul does belong to the devil. If you die without accepting Christ Jesus into your life, then you know what? Your soul will be in hell. You don't have to so-called sell your soul to the devil. In order to go to hell. Okay. You don't. All right. And once you are in Christ. You are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold the new has come. That means once you are in Christ. You now have the Holy Spirit in you. You are a new creation. The Holy Spirit will grow in you. And you will no longer have that desire to sin. That desire to want to do wrong. Yes we will mess up sometimes. Because we are still human. Okay. But we will no longer have that desire to sin. All right. We will now grow in the Holy Spirit and grow in Christ Jesus. Okay. And we will now know how to combat the devil. We, as we grow stronger in Christ, as we grow stronger in Christ Jesus, all right, we, it makes it easier for us to fight the devil. All right. Whereas it's a lot harder to fight the devil when we don't have Christ. That's why the devil is very good at tricking people into saying, you know, um, you know, oh, he's, you know, sell your soul to me, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. And this person will say, okay, yeah, sure. For all the money in the world, for all the fame in the world, for all this in the world, whatever. And now this person believes That if he does such and such or such and such or such and such, he will now have all the fame in the world. But there's a price for it. And he can never go to heaven. And again, I'm doing that in air quotes. OK. He can never go to heaven. His chances at heaven is done. As long as he has all of this stuff. All right. He can never go to heaven. And because this person believes this, he figures, well, there's no chance in fighting it. What's done is done. What's done is done. The devil won. No. No. And because that person doesn't have Christ, all right, it's a lot harder to fight the devil. And it's much easier for the devil to trick that person. Okay. Now, a person can, I'll say this, a person can become so buried in sin and so 
deep in sin and live a life so deep in sin that that person will not have the desire or the will to want to get out of that lifestyle. That is true. A person can become so immersed in sin and live such a wicked lifestyle that that person can just say, you know, oh, I've been, you know, I don't have, I don't even have the will to, you know, to, to want to try and, and get out this lifestyle. So that's true. Okay. But to say that that person's fate is sealed. So long as that person is on this earth, is alive on this earth. That's not true. That's not true. Okay. As long as that person is alive on this earth. That person still has a chance to receive Christ Jesus in their life. Now, the older you get and the deeper in sin you get, the harder it is to find Christ. That's true. But you still have a chance. Your fate is not sealed until you die. Okay. Your fate is not sealed until you die. All right. You see, Christ Jesus, he died on the cross for our sins. The reason why Christ Jesus died on the cross is so that everybody in the world would have the opportunity to get to heaven. All you have to do is believe in him. That's all you have to do. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but will instead have eternal life. All right? Everyone and anyone has that opportunity. Christ did not just die for, for some people. No, that's not why Christ died. All right? You think that, that God, when he, when he told his son, he said, okay, this major event is going to happen. It's going to change the world. All right? You're going to give people an opportunity To get to heaven. You're going to die for half of the people on this earth. So that half of the people can have the opportunity to go into heaven. No, he didn't say that. Christ was for all people. The Jew and the Gentile. Okay. Not just for some people. But for all people. Okay. And... To say that one is, to say that one can sell their soul, to say that one has sold their soul to the devil or whatever, that's like saying 
that the devil has more power than Christ Jesus. And that's like canceling out the Bible saying that Christ Jesus didn't die for everybody. Okay. And that is not true. See, the devil, he, as I said, he is a master deceiver. He is the great deceiver. Okay. And even Christians believe this too. He has even tricked Christians into believing this tactic is real also. That a person can so-called sell their soul. Or make a deal with the devil. Whatever you want to call it. Okay? Um... And that's complete nonsense. It is. You know, for those people who believe that they have sold their soul to the devil in the past. And for those people who believe that there is no hope for them. You know what? I have great news. There is hope for you. You see, a long time ago, the devil had lost when Christ Jesus died for your sins on the cross. See, the devil thought that he would win when Christ Jesus was sentenced to death. The devil thought he won, but when Christ Jesus died, he died for all the sins of the world, okay, for all the people's sins of the world. And when the devil noticed that, the devil noticed that he lost, because the devil found out that, hey, I can't just go around taking people like this, this, that, and the other. And just taking people to hell with me. No, now Christ has given people a way out. Christ has given people a way out. An easy way out. Okay, so for those people who think that they have sold their soul to the devil or to those people who think that they have made some kind of deal with the devil or whatever. Okay, you know what? There is hope. There is hope because Christ is more powerful than the devil. And Christ does not want to see. Does not want to see. You go down with the devil. He doesn't. Christ loves us. Okay. And if you ask Christ to, Christ will fight for you. He will. He won't just stand there idly by. Okay. While. While the devil takes control of over you. Okay. He won't just say, hey, I'm over here, you know, just walk over this way, you know. Christ, he's going to be he's going to be in that corner just waiting, just waiting. He's saying, hey, come on now, just tag me in. All you have to do is tag me in, tag me in, just 
touch my hand, and once you touch my hand, I'm I'll come in there, start I'll come in there swinging. I'll come in there swinging. The devil's not gonna know what hit him. That's all you have to do. Just call on me and I will come in there and I will fight for you. Still, I got a little off, a little off topic for a bit. Because what I wanted to talk about was, can one lose their salvation in Christ? Once you are a Christian, is it possible that you can go back? Well, as I said, the answer is no. All right. And as I read in 2 Corinthians, <clears throat> in 2 Corinthians verse or chapter 5, verse 17, all right, once we receive Christ, we are a new creation in Christ. We no longer have that desire to sin. You know, I read... Verses 17, all right, and I stopped there. What I really wanted to read is verse 17 through 19. All right, so I'm going to continue to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Look at, I'm going to go through verse 18 and 19 right there. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation, which means that, all right, doesn't matter who you are. All right. Once you receive salvation, whether you have salvation or not, okay, if you mess up. No matter what you do, no matter what you have done, Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation in the fact that if we ask for his forgiveness, he will forgive us. All right. And we will move forward from there. Christ will say, hey, it's done. It's forgotten about. You learned your lesson. You won't do it again. All is good. All is well. We are now reconciled. Okay. Christ has given us that ministry of reconciliation. 
That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That is why Christ had came down to earth. So that he may die for all of our sins so that he may forgive those who ask for forgiveness for their sins. Christ didn't come down to earth to um, to heal the sick. That wasn't the point. Christ didn't come down to earth to rebuke the rabbi. I mean, to rebuke the um, Pharisees and the Sadducees. All right. Christ didn't come down to earth just to, you know, cause an uproar with the government to make people mad. All right. Christ didn't come down to earth to teach about love and the Beatitudes. That's not why he came down to earth. The reason why he came down to earth, all right, was to reconcile the world to him, was to die for our sins so that everyone may have the opportunity, everyone in the world may have the opportunity To ask for his forgiveness and be forgiven. Okay. Not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So you see, as I said, Jesus, he's not just standing there just saying, okay, you know, I'm over here. You know, just, you know, call on me and, you know, you'll, you'll go to heaven. All you have to do is just accept me into to your life. No, Jesus is committed to fighting for you. All right. He is committed to you. Okay. So when you call on Jesus, Jesus is going to say, all right, I'm going to come into your life full hard. All right, I'm going to do a complete overhaul in your life. And if anyone tries to stop me, if anyone tries to interfere with your life, if anyone tries to mess with you, they're going to have to deal with me. To get to you, they're going to have to go through me. And Jesus is committed to you. The word of reconciliation. Turn with me to Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 25. Romans 3, chapter Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 25. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short 
of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. I want to read verses 23 and 24 again. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's a very famous verse. Um, amongst Christians, very probably one of the most famous verses, single verses in Christianity. Okay, Romans chapter 3, verses 23. All right, and that verse is usually for those with salvation. That already have salvation. All right. And you know, it's funny. I, I actually used to struggle with what that verse meant. Some may say, oh, it's so plain and simple. For some, maybe, you know, not for me. Anyway, I digress. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, a lot of people think that. When once you receive Christ Jesus and you do become this new creation in Christ Jesus, you have to be perfect. You have to be perfect. OK, you can never sin again. You can never make a mistake, a, a single mistake again in your life. And if you do sin then automatically the thing is, is that you, and again, I'm doing this in air quotes, you sold your soul to the devil. Okay? Because you have sinned. I have news for you. The reason why we receive salvation is because we are not perfect. And we will never be perfect until we get to heaven. All right. That is why we receive salvation. Okay. We are human. Okay. And man is not perfect. Nobody in this world is perfect. That's why we receive salvation. Okay? Because we will never be perfect as long as we are living. And the best that we as people can do is accept Christ into our lives. Okay? 
All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. People make mistakes. When you accept the Holy Spirit into your life, you will no longer have that desire to sin. You are a new creation in Christ. You will have a new mindset, a new way of thinking. Okay? You will have a new heart. Okay? A new way of feeling. All right? You will want to focus on godly things. That's true. All right? Still, we are human. All right? Not to use that as an excuse, but it is a fact. We are not perfect. That's not an excuse. There is no excuse for sinning. Okay? But the fact is, is that no one in this world is perfect. As long as we are on this earth, we will fall short of the glory of God. And we will never be in the glory of God until we who have salvation get to heaven. Okay? And just because we mess up, that does not mean that we are no longer Christians, that we no longer have salvation, okay? And I understand, you know, um, where when people, they try to make their arguments about how, you know, oh, it is possible to, you know, whatever, sell your soul, to lose your salvation, whatever. They often refer to certain events in the Bible. <clears throat> All right. And in doing so, they tend to take those set of scriptures out of context. Okay. People, they often refer to, all right, when they could say, you know, if like they hear me say, oh, it's impossible to sell your soul, to sell one soul. They could say, oh, well, what about, you know, Jacob and Esau, you know, when Esau sold his birthright, you know, or what about when Satan tells Jesus, what about when Satan told Jesus to bow down and worship him and he'll give him all his kingdoms, you know, or, you know, what about when it says, what good does it profit a man, you know? Or, you know, what about when when Judas betrays Jesus, you know, or when Demas goes back to the things of the world or when Peter denied Jesus, you know, or when all of Christ's disciples left him. A lot of those people don't even know the Bible. They hear these events. All right. And they might, you know. It may seem impressive that they are coming out with these events as though they do read the Bible. Okay, how they heard of these events, I don't know. Maybe they did read them um, in the Bible. Maybe they um, heard about them through a third party. I don't know. However, they often take these out of context, okay, because they don't know the Bible. They don't study the Bible. Okay, 
And all of that stuff has nothing to do with a person selling their soul. It's very foolish. Okay. A person cannot lose their salvation. Okay. You see, the devil, he has, he has a, as we wage war against the devil, okay, you have to understand that this is a war nonetheless, all right? It's a spiritual war, okay? It's, it's not a physical war, all right? It's not like... Um, a war we see in, in, um, that often take place. It's not something that we will see on Fox News or CNN, all right? But it is a war nonetheless, okay? And just like each side in a war, they have their sets of weapons, okay? You have... Um, your rifles, okay? You have your um, set of tanks, okay? Um, you have your artillery, all right? All the way to, all the way to your nuclear bombs, okay? Now you use these weapons to whatever to the time you see fit, okay? That's the same thing, okay? The devil has his tactics, yes. When the devil sees that he just can't get a hold of a certain person or that it's really hard to get a certain to get a hold of a certain person all right and he sees that this person doesn't really have Jesus Christ but he's still kind of hard to get a hold of goes out for the big guns the big weapons okay he goes back to to those to those nasty tactics that he has. Very effective. Okay? Being very deceitful. Alright? And I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to continue this. And where I want to continue... Um, Going to continue where people often refer to the Bible to make their to try and make their point on how a person can lose their salvation. I'm going to stop right there. I want to thank you all for listening.